kind of screwed up. Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And Happy New Year, folks. Uh, Laura and I survived vacation. Yay! And no one, well, we didn't go to the hospital we this didn't time. Go, well, no one, technically, no one went to the hospital. They just went to urgent care. Okay. Yep. Uh, my niece was sick the first day, so they went to urgent care, and they said, eh, basically, you have the cold. So, <laughs> fun times. But my brother wanted to get out of the way since the first day. Like, okay, how serious is this? This is going to change the entire vacation. Let's just go right now since we have time. And it was fine, eventually. But anyway, uh, so we're back. Uh, new year, new books, new topic. And uh, our newish format, uh, I kind of dropped the ball on. <laughs> the New Year's <clears throat> Eve ball. Uh, yeah. So I teased, like, I teased last episode that, oh, we're going to do drinks of the week. And I realized, well, yesterday, no, it was Monday. I was like, oh, I didn't do any grocery shopping for any of the the drinks that's in the Gotham City Cocktails book. So uh, what is our favorite drinks that we drink outside of the books right now, guys? Anything with Amaretto. One drink you turned me on to, which I love now, is um, uh, apple cider and caramel vodka. It just oh, tastes just yeah. like a caramel apple. Oh, it's so good. It's good and dangerous. Yes. Because especially if you mix it where it's smooth and like, oh, yep. this just tastes good. This tastes good. This tastes, oh, no. Yep. That's I've a had, lot of sugar, I've too. had a lot of them. This headache's going to be rough tomorrow. Yep. Uh, that's a good one. Um, even the classic rum and Coke. Yep. Rum and whatever. Yep. I put uh, it in whatever I've got in front of me. Rum yeah. and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Uh, I, I did rum and root beer because it's caffeine free, and that way I can still sleep tonight. I've if heard you drink enough, you'll sleep just fine. There you go. I'll be able to function tomorrow still too. Oh, why wow. are we worried about tomorrow? Because I have to work tomorrow still, and deal with. I mean, talk to <laughs> customers. <laughs> One I saw on TikTok that I want to try is red wine and root beer. I've heard that's good, or on TikTok they say it's good, but I have no idea. Yeah, I never like, thought about that. It doesn't sound like those two should mix. Yeah, I don't know. They just have alliteration. Could it's be. like the all vowels diet, where you <laughs> eat Oreos and eggs and, yeah. There's <laughs> one drink I want to try eventually that is like Corona beer and I want to say Amarello, Amaretto and something else, I think. But supposedly they taste it tastes like an alcoholic Dr. Pepper. Ooh. And like, okay, you convinced me. Yeah, right? Yeah, I I'll mean, try that. Uh, one of these days I'll try it, but I just keep forgetting and life happens. So, you know, it is what it is. So. But we do have, I bookmarked some things for potentially next week that's in the Gotham City Cocktails cookbook. Yeah. Some of these do sound pretty good. There's Mad Love, Gothamite, Alter Ego. Cape and Cal, a whole bunch of different named drinks that are all sorts of different things. The one that looked good was called the Batarangs, and like it makes two drink, two shot drinks at the same time. Yeah, like that one. That one sounds good. Of the ingredients that was involved in there, but we'll see what happens. So yeah, it'll be fun to try these out. Yeah. Uh, so when I said a drink of the week, it may depend on how the week goes. We may skip a week or two just because of ingredients and whatnot. Right. But and sourcing said ingredients. <laughs> If you know, yeah. Depending on how specifically, like, oh, the one, she's like, oh, the certain kind of bitters, 
you really need that certain kind? Or can I just get general bitters instead? General bitters? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's we're going to filter it in as we feel appropriately and go from there. But in the meantime, our regular segment of A Topic of the Week, Laura picked out. Yay. Laura, what is our Topic of the Week? I picked Civilian Casualties because our Book of the Week was the Kent State Massacre where... Like, I guess, is it really considered a massacre? But uh, close enough. The, I always think of the song, The Four Dead in Ohio, okay. from Kent State. The the Kent State book that inspired the terrible song, Four Dead in Ohio? Um, but yeah, uh, basically, uh, in, in that book, uh, there was a mistake that led to four casualties, and they were really innocent bystanders, had nothing to do with anything that they were protesting about. And so I thought, oh... What are some other examples where the the general public was affected by... I, I need to stop saying that word, don't I? No, no. Um. <laughs> you, know, you did to me when I said general before, so I had to... I, for those of you listening, which is everyone that's not in this room, uh, I saluted <laughs> when she said general, so... Yeah. But yeah, basically, I, I thought of times when innocent bystanders got in the way and, yeah, general casual, casualties, is, issues where people who shouldn't have died... Got caught in the crossfire. And squirrels. We're going to talk about those also. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's... Uh, we're not in... Uh, we're not in. I mean, if you have something about squirrels, then you can. I well, did look up a little bit about squirrels. Not well, going to lie. Well, I think it would be Squirrel Girl within comic books. Oh. <laughs> I think we're talking about two different things. Well, I know... No. <laughs> I know you're talking about the squirrels that were in the book. They like they specifically mentioned that. But, and you probably looked up why that's a thing. Uh, but I was talking about like, oh, and squirrel co- squirrels in comic books. Also, because there's a bunch of squirrels in there. I have one on my list. <laughs> squirrel girl. I think she's in. Uh, but anyway, our civilian casualties. Jared, why don't you kick it off? What is the first one on your list? Uh, first one on my list was Sue Dibney. Um, she is the wife of Ralph Dibney, the elongated man. Uh, she was murdered in Identity Crisis. So it starts out with... Uh, uh, them getting a call that Sue's been murdered and elongated man gets there and her body's been torched. So they, they are going after Dr. Light who they think, um, was the murderer because he got his memories back in this book. We find out that Dr. Light had, uh, they all were like figuring out the justice league's identity. So Zatanna and the magic characters, they basically feel formed um kind of like marvel's version of the illuminati to a degree not to that extreme but in a group inside the justice league that would modify the memories of the villains so no one knew they'd keep erasing their memories well they tried it on dr light to modify his behavior and he basically became like a b and c list character out of that and would always be a, a villain of the teen titans and you're you're not justice league uh, strong group not an omega level villain right so um throughout this they realized that they modified batman's memory and everything and throughout all of this it's almost a detective story too because you're still trying to figure out who did kill Sudimia. even though it points to him it doesn't end up being dr light it actually is uh the adam uh his ex-wife was trying to scare the justice league into going to their families and stuff like that and getting her ex-husband to come back to her 
So he, she took the Adam suit and shrunk down to microscopic, uh, just to give her a, like a small stroke or, you know, something to scare everybody. Well, she did it wrong and basically killed her, killed Sue Dibney. And so she grabbed a flamethrower and torched the body to hide the evidence. Mm -hmm. Well, they figured it out and, you know, everything like that. But during all of that, Dr. Light got his memories back. He realized... Um, oh, he is much more powerful than what his they've done to him and everything. So a lot of things happened. Um, I'm not going to go into other details with Dr. Light because it's a heavier book, but that's the yeah. gist of it. But That's an oxymoron. Dr. Light is a heavier book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Sue Dibney, just, uh, she was, I think, fixing... Um, oh, I think she was pregnant in the book, too. They She had... Uh, pregnancy test that she was going to surprise Ralph with too so it just made it even more impactful that just ripped their whole world apart well I like that I like it's dumb that okay Dr. Light the Omega level villain so we'll just weaken him so he's a, a lower level villain well if you can change his brain memories and everything like that why don't you just turn him into a good guy then like right. if you're manipulating why don't you just oh and instead of keeping you as a villain still Nah. Well, I think There's they were only going so much to, you can do. I think they were going to do something like that, but Batman interfered, and that's why uh, they changed Batman's they, memories too. They stopped mid procedures; so, yeah. and it only went so far. Yep. So that's okay. That's better then. But otherwise, it's like oh, that's how I'm justifying it. You know, right. Batman interrupted, so they didn't get too far with it. But there's a lot of good stuff in that book. That was a pretty heavy book. Um, I think that was right before Infinite Crisis. Right after. I'll take your word for it either way. Right before. Yeah, I feel bad. I know that we talked about this in a book club at some point, but I don't remember a lot about it. (laughs) Yeah. Because I... It's been a long time since I've read it. I'm just... Yeah, I'm a terrible DC fan. Like, I... I, In our list of, like, the 15 top, like, that we looked at for, for our resources, I was like, oh, DC, don't understand. Don't understand. Don't know the significance. Well, and all the DC do you characters care too about Elongated Man. He's a rip off mm. of Mister Fantastic, I think. I mm. think Fantastic was before that. I think so. Yeah. But then, Either but way, Mister Fantastic did plastic, better. DC also had Plastic Man. Yeah. Which oh. is the same or very similar right. to Mister Fantastic. Yeah. Also. <laughs> so. Either way. Either way, it's it, they did tell a great story with those characters and everything, mm-hmm. but outside of that. I don't really care about the character that much. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I remember the biggest thing in that story that stuck out to me, kind of terribly so, was like everyone was so offended that, oh, we messed with Batman's mind. Of all the people, how could we tarnish Batman? And I'm like, oh, Batman's the the big golden boy in that issue, huh? Yeah, I I definitely would be like, oh, of all the people we messed with, that would be the first one you would mess with because you know he has plans that could stop you. Yeah. That'd be the first of my priority list. Like, yep. uh, let's... Yeah. They even asked Green Arrow. They're like, does Batman know? And Green Arrow's like, he's the world's greatest detective. I'm sure he's got an idea. Right. If <laughs> anybody know? knows what's going on, he, he may probably not does. No, no. But I'm sure he he knows. He's just without confirmation. Feeling. Yeah. He knows without confirmation. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, first of all, my list is Glenn for The Walking Dead. Um, it's I'm torn with The Walking Dead in general. Like, oh, are they... They're all civilians from a certain degree because they were all thrust into the apocalypse of zombies and whatnot. Um, now there are some that 
oh, this person, like the governor, okay, he's not a civilian. He, he's full-on dictator. He needs to yeah, die. Yeah, um, Rick's the leader of the group. Right. You know. Uh, but Glenn, I think, is important because, yes, he's the main character that was at the, at the beginning that lasted quite a, through, quite a bit of ways in the comic book series. A hundred issues. Until. Uh, however, in the show, when he when they killed him off, that's when they lost a lot of their fan base. Yeah. Uh, that was, I think that was. Oh, it got too gruesome or something. I mean, that's like that. It just, that was who everyone had the bigger attachment to. Like, yes, no. Rick was the main character, but. Glenn was the heart. Like Rick was the main character, but Glenn was the heart. Glenn was the heart of the show. I think he was part partly with the book too. He was hard. Absolutely. Because after that hundred hundredth issue, the 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 book did lose something. So a little bit. But they killed off so many people throughout the book, right? That it's kind of hard to say when it hit its peak to where it's coming down. I mean, and when they killed him off in the books. The show was just still starting out, so right. it was still gaining speed. It had, yep. didn't have huge popularity. Uh, I mean, for me, the end point for the Walking Dead TV show was when they, quote, killed off Rick when they spun him off where he yeah. they took him off the main show. I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm here to watch that story. Right. That's why in the comic books, when they, they killed off Rick, that killed the book. Like, okay, the story's about him. When he's done, the book's done. Yeah. The show was... I wasn't a huge fan of the show. Love the book. Wasn't a huge fan of the show. I thought it was awful slow pace for, like, they got through, like, two or three pages in the first issue that took them 40 minutes in the show to get through. Yeah. I mean, TV pacing is always going to be different than oh, book pacing. Oh, definitely. But, um, well, and for me, I watched a lot of the show. Uh, I hadn't watched the last two or three seasons. I didn't watch here. the spinoffs. Um, I'm thinking, like, oh, I, I can go back and watch the whole series. But then I know the first few seasons are going to be just, like you said, a drag on. Like, yeah. Although there's Sophia, where they're hunting for Sophia. Yeah. That was awesome storytelling. Well, that it, was the peak of the show, I thought. The best storytelling of it. It just, I know her there's going to be a lot of seasons like, okay, this one's just going to drag. And it works when it's on regular television because you have the week to week. Like, yeah. okay, not a whole lot happened, but it was like, it was a social thing. Everybody in, right. around the world was watching at the same time. So you can still talk about it the next day, fine, blah, blah, blah. Now, if I go go back and binge it all, will it hold up to that? Probably not. Netflix does a really good job with uh, bingeable shows where it's just a 10-episode season. Stranger Things, I think, is a good binging, um, stuff like that. But there are some shows... Like I tried, I started Arrow on Netflix not too long ago. Because it was made for network television. It was made for you to watch it, absorb it, digest it, then watch the next one. Yeah, episodic. It's... Not as good binging. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, my Okay, so more tangent. My problem with that is how much Arrow would cross over with Flash, then uh, yeah. Stargirl, and everything. Yeah. Like, the whole Arrowverse. Like, well, if you watched it while it was live, you can just, okay, next show is this one. Next show is yep. this one. When you're streaming it, then, okay, when do I start watching them in tandem with each other and right. everything? Right, yep. I mean, I know Laura and I watched the Stargate series, series is. And at a certain point, we knew we had to ping pong back and forth between one or the other. That's fine when it's only two shows. But with the Arrowverse, when it's three or four shows, right? Yeah, that's Legends, a lot to ping pong back Flash, and forth. Supergirl, Arrow. Because you can't Constantine. just leave, You can't just do autoplay and just watch it in order. Like it'll like okay, you want to watch episode one of Arrow, then episode one of Constantine, then episode yeah. one. Of, like you have to. Constantine may not have crossed over fully. That may have whatever. just been a guest spot. But but here the here nor there. Yeah. So watch it in quote chronological order. There, unless the streaming services have a setup, okay, do you want to watch the just the show or do you want to watch the universe in order? Right. Now, if they're smart, they should have a universe option. Right. To like, okay, we'll automatically queue you up for the next one back and forth and just label it as 
the Arrowverse saga yeah. on streaming. Yep, uh, legacy numbering episode one through, you know, right. whatever. That is a good idea. I, I, I hope they're listening. I, I, the problem with this statement is it is made by someone that is thinking logically, talking to a company, DC, that doesn't always think logically with their media products. <laughs> DC movies don't think logically in TV shows? I mean... All I'm going to end it with is the DCEU is dead. Officially now that Aquaman 2 came out, there's no longer, nothing else is that same universe anymore. Have you, have you guys seen it? No. Neither, we're on vacation. Neither have I. And, uh, so it's been out for two weeks now. Wait, it was the week, Christmas, it, Christmas so week. two weeks. Yeah. I've only talked to one person who's actually seen the movie so far. Really? Yeah. Good review? He said it was okay. It was Al. He said it was okay. Like, okay. it was fine. Al's got yeah. a good, yeah. Am I confused? Was Aquaman 2 in theaters as well? Or? Yeah, it doesn't say it came out okay. on Christmas Day in theaters. Oh, yeah. I thought we already watched one nope. of the Aquaman. We watched the first Aquaman movie like four years ago. Wet Thor. Yeah, what was the one that had... That he was in was at the end of the Flash movie. No, there was another one where it was... It wasn't Aquaman. Shazam? Oh, wait. Maybe I'm thinking of a whole other... We saw Blue Beetle? No. There, it was another guy one. who was... Blue Beetle's in, worth watching. In charge of, like, the ocean, though. In charge of the ocean. And, um, oh, I think it was Aquaman. That was, Namor, who, who, Namor, Namor showed oh. up in um, okay, I bet Black I'm confusing Panther 2. Yes. Namor. Yeah, Namor's in Black Panther. Yeah, two. okay, Wakanda I bet that's forever. it. Um, yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Wakanda Forever is what I'm thinking yes. of. Where Namor and um, Shuri yeah. had, like, that crossover yep. thing. Okay, that's why I'm confusing with Aquaman. Uh, that made me think of Aquaman too, because yeah. I was like, "Prince of the Ocean." They both ran okay. Atlantis, although in Black Panther they didn't call it Atlantis; they called it something else. Yeah, but it was Atlantis. It was. It was dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I get why they changed it, but they changed it to it was. Dumb. Oh, and it was Marvel. And Oops. it was, and it was okay, Marvel. That's, I mean, that's why I'm confused. That's why okay. they changed it, but uh, it should be. They should change it to if nothing else, the Atlantis Empire. Like, okay, there was this one city that you that were defending, but it was part of the Atlantis Empire. Then that'd been cool, but they haven't done that yet. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, Aquaman two came out a couple weeks ago, and like I said, I only know one person so far that has actually admitted to seeing it because everyone else is like it doesn't matter. Like, well, right. it shouldn't matter if it's a good movie. You should still if it's right. enjoyable. You should still I'll see check it. it out when it comes into uh, streaming and stuff. Ultimately, that's my biggest thing. Is like the last few times we went to theaters. Uh, People in the audience were annoying. Mm-hmm. They lost movie etiquette. And when DC has proven, hey, just wait a month or two, it'll be on Max. Cool, I'll just wait and watch it at home. Yeah. Then. Yep. And especially when it's $18 a ticket, forget that. Right. It's getting expensive. It really is. If you want popcorn, a uh, drink, and a movie ticket, you're spending 30 to $35 just for one person yeah. nowadays. I mean, like, that's a bit much. If they want to have it, Streaming on demand for eighteen dollars. Then okay, cool. Hey Jared, come over and we'll invite people over and we'll just watch at our house. Yeah, and we'll order snacks, whatever, and then like we can watch it that way and still be way cheaper than if we all went to the theaters. Right. So, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, movie theaters are dying. That's the that's the whole industry is going to go. But that's a whole other to topic. The, yeah, for another yep. day. <laughs> but uh, Glenn. But Glenn, yeah. Um, <laughs> forgot about our topic there. Yeah. Oh no, I <laughs> Me knew. Too. But uh, <laughs> we're, he enjoyed. We're the getting tangent. back around there. My list is a little light, so I was okay with that tangent. Um, we we don't have Adrian this week, so you're okay with that tangent. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Glenn, like I said, he was the heart of the, the the Walking Dead stories, and it definitely changed the books when he died. And it 
like I said, I think the death of him killed off the show for the most part. Uh, Laura, what is first on your list? Uh, the first one that came to my mind when I thought of big civilian casualties was Civil War, where um, that was sparked when 600 people were killed by Nitro in Stamford, uh, Connecticut. Wow. My handwriting is terrible. I almost said Stanford, Ohio, because it really looked like oh wait, <laughs> you're thinking of Kent. You're thinking of Kent State. Yep. Yeah, that's that's, that's a later book, book today. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, in that story arc, the New Warriors, who at the time included Night Thrasher, Namorita, Speedball, and Microbe, they were doing a reality TV show, and they were chasing the villains Cobalt Man, Speed Freak, Cold Heart, and Nitro. And I forget exactly what happened, but Nitro decided, I'm going to end this all. They bit and, off more than they can chew. Yeah, really. They like, were dealing with an A-list type of villain. They weren't A-list heroes. Yeah. And so Nitro blew himself up and took out 600 people in this um, town in Connecticut. And it actually included a small school, too. So the media got a hold of it and was like, do we really need superheroes chasing down these villains? And would this have actually happened if they weren't on live TV and they weren't under all this stress and yada, yada, yada. And so a whole bunch of people took up the mantle of, do we really need superheroes instigating these these fights yeah, and these chases? They wanted accountability for the superheroes. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. the registration started with. Yeah, um... So then, I don't actually remember this part. I know I read. Part of the problem is Civil War had so many offshoots, and I read them all. There was so a lot. now I do not remember any of it because it was like it, fifty issues. It's of, an overload. Yeah, it was overload, and it was ten years ago too, at least. But uh, well, what I, I bet you it's been. Well, that I read it. Oh, I okay, say. okay. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yeah, I it bet you it's out. been twenty years. Yeah, oh five, oh six, eighteen. It was early two thousands. Something like that. But yeah, honestly, um, the, the only survivor of this blast was Speedball. And I remember him having a lot of guilt complex and the whole issues after that. And they also mentioned in the, the recap I read, Hindsight decided, oh, to make these people accountable, I'm going to release all the identities of any person who's ever been a New Warrior, regardless of the people who actually died and didn't even exist anymore. Um, so he released everyone's identities and they all got doxxed um, and called like baby killers and all these people were going after the heroes quote quote and saying well we don't need you if this is what's going to be the result of the whole the whole thing that you're doing are, are you really a hero if this many people die and this many children die on your watch so yeah that was part of the the point of the the what do I say the impetus the the nuclear point of civil war where they said oh should should superheroes be registered should they be held more accountable should somebody know who they are so that we can police them a little bit who polices the police who watches the watchmen that sort of thing so yeah civil war in yeah. a very small nutshell yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't have much else to say other than uh, the argument of like, oh, if these people die, then what good are you still doing? Well, they're still stopping more people from dying. Like, yeah, chances are worse. they're still doing good work. They're still heroes. They're just not infallible heroes. Right. Yeah. But Which whatever. is the whole point of the stories, right? Yeah. No one wants to read about Superman every day where he does everything perfect. That's why I have multiple heroes. Yeah. 
Uh, Jared. Uh, the next one on my list was going to be um, Kyle Rayner, the Green Lantern, who was after Guy Gardner, John Stewart, and Hal Jordan and everything. The 90s one. Um, his girlfriend, which her name was something that I just lost my note for. Hold on. I'm going to keep Alexandra? Something? That sounds right. Alexandra DeWitt. DeWitt. DeWitt, yep. Okay, so she gets murdered by um, the uh, Major Force, which is a DC... I'm going to say villain most of the time he has been a villain. I think he was on the Suicide Squad and doing some good work there for a little bit type of thing. But still, over to qualify for the Suicide Squad, he's still a villain villain. that's being forced to do good. So uh, Kyle Rayner was out of their apartment, and his girlfriend, Alexandra, um, was there, and he uh, brutally attacked her, strangles her, but and kills her, but then rips her apart and stuffs her in the refrigerator and um that's how kyle rayner finds her he comes in opens the fridge and that's how he finds her i'm like that's pretty brutal mm-hmm. and yeah it's famous now yeah fridging they, your yeah girlfriend i know like when uh a lot of comparisons of like the dc universe or um the movies versus marvel movies everyone was saying oh dc's so much darker and stuff i'm like yeah but there's some of the story arcs that are that deal with sexual assault um robin getting murdered with a crowbar um batgirl getting paralyzed and raped and raped and this you know ripping apart a hero's girlfriend and shoving her in a fridge not saying marvel doesn't have some stuff like that but there's a lot of gore and dc and and, uh, more adult themes than marvel has i think so i think there's a different fan base for those um but DC's got a lot of dark stuff to it. Um, Commissioner Gordon's wife got murdered by the Joker during... Oh, what was that event? They had that earthquake in Gotham. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. That was before I was reading Batman. But I remember I did not Joker... even realize Gordon had a wife. Not gonna lie. I knew he I had I think kids, different but... iterations, and they <laughs> reboot, you know, sometimes, bits and pieces. Sometimes she's dead. Sometimes it's just an ex-wife. Yeah, it's, it's whoever's okay. writing it, I think. But uh, Joker kills her. <laughs> you know, Joker, Joker does a lot really of stuff. Joker really has it out for Gordon. Joker's done a lot of bad things. Like, I mean, that's kind of his thing. It's his thing, yeah. but... I, so. I guess in my mind, he's... Batman's villain. He focuses on Batman, but like he, he... anyone associated with Batman yep. to a degree, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, Green Lantern's girlfriend being torn apart and shoved in the fridge. Um, I did not read much of Kyle Rayner's run as Haldor or as Green Lantern. Um, I'm not too up to date on what his story arcs were. I know he was an artist and this and that, and I know Batman had a way to take him out. But other than Batman that, has a way to take everyone. Yeah, I, I'm not a a huge uh, uh, Kyle Rayner fan. I liked him better when they did Green Lantern Rebirth, and he kind of became just another Green Lantern. You know, I think they did him really well as team up books rather than his own solo stuff. Myself, so. But again, I haven't read his story arcs, so I just never really wanted to. I always thought Hal Jordan and John Stewart were better. And Guy Gardner was the comic relief. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to mention? I, nope. Nope. Uh, I'll go next with the other one on my list. Uh, was in the Watchmen world. 
Oh, well, it's not on our list that we found online. Mm. Um, and the the entire Earth is the target. Uh, specifically, when they did the multiple uh, invasion points, where like, oh, we're aliens, and there's so many civilians died from an alien invasion. The squid part wow. things that teleported into Earth and killed all a whole bunch of civilians. They unite the Earth under one to stop World War Three, and we're gonna team up to fight Dr. Manhattan because he's an alien power and all fearing blah, blah, blah. And no, it was Ozymandias that just puppet stringed the entire world yep. to, into complacency. But it was like, uh, we, we can kill off a couple people, a couple thousands of people and just to unite the world. So here we go. Um, which they then changed in the, in the Watchmen movie into just blue nuclear bomb orb things. Which really, I think, makes more sense if you're trying to point the finger at Dr. Manhattan. Like, oh, yeah. it's following a similar power set to what he has. So instead of just fish tentacles appearing. But I guess I guess they didn't really blame Manhattan in the book. They just thought it was an alien invasion. Right. So yeah. for another dimension. But, I mean, I think it makes more sense to point it at Dr. Manhattan. Like, oh, here's a, na- here's a name and a face that we can associate this with to make him the main target. Yep. So yeah, first I, I was like, I don't remember that part at all. I, okay. <laughs> well, I know the fan base when they changed that in the movie's like, oh, you changed it, like they made it blue destruction instead of you know squid giant squid parts. And the director at the time was like, um, yeah, but look at the story. This this actually makes more sense than what they did in the originals. <laughs> also, a lot makes more sense than the original book. Right. Sorry, I got to trash that no, every chance I get. No, that's I'm funny. not a big fan of the Watchmen book. I just never but, have But been. it is important. To oh, don't get it. me wrong. I'm glad I read it, and I think it's important for the comic industry as a historical piece that I think everyone should yeah. read if you're into comics and stuff like that. I'm not a fan. It's just, yeah. just so you can be inside the know of knowing what people right. are talking about with it. Yeah. Yeah, I did think that it was a good example of the person you least expect being the bad guy. Yeah. The, the quote yeah. bad guy. Yeah, like I think he, the twist ending yeah. was very well done. Yeah, well, I was never expecting that. And so when it came out, I was like... Oh, like that. I liked being mm -hmm. surprised. And it's not the cliche, oh, this is obviously the villain, the twisting of the mustache, evil guy. Like, no, no, this was- The hero was the villain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to the when the movie came out, the director was like, really, you guys throw a fit about no giant squid parts, but you're cool with me still killing a pregnant woman on screen? Like, because then they showed the Vietnam War that showed a civilian woman that was pregnant and got shot in the head and she died and the baby probably died too then. Uh, we don't really see it on screen, but it's, it's yeah, pretty I'm sure that's what I, happens. I, I pretty, did not yeah. remember that part at all. Um, honestly, I don't remember them not having squids at the end. For some reason, like, honestly, I think my imagination carries me away too much. So when I read a book, I see it. Yeah. Like, so I think I remember the squids in the book so vividly that I plugged them into the movie as well. Now, when HBO did the show a couple years ago, they went with the comic book continuity, not the movie continuity. Oh, so when the, okay. when the HBO Watchmen series came out, they still had random fish falling from the sky to okay. be part of that same extra-dimensional alien universe. Mm-hmm. My imagination isn't so great then. My memory is just terrible. Because I was thinking, why does he keep saying movie when it was a TV show? Because they did the movie first. I never first. saw the movie. That's go. the key. I never saw it to see this other part, but I watched, yeah, that TV show. The I show really liked good. that, though. The and, show was pretty fantastic. And honestly, the the movie's better than the book. I agree. I, agree. I mean. Yep. Hmm, so I should maybe watch the movie? Maybe. Okay. I'll consider it. It's probably <laughs> streaming somewhere. But yeah, the, the, probably the, HBO. the TV show was definitely <laughs> better than 
the book. But it's still the same universe that continued on further on and everything like that. I remember that was a debate we kind of had, too. I, I don't know that I would have appreciated the TV show without the book first. Though. Yeah. Agreed. I do feel like, yeah, read the book first, then watch the TV show and absorb that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, that was a little like, oh, where they manipulated the entire world by just throwing, by killing random people. Like, well, that's, you don't get much more civilian than that than just random right. alien deaths. So, uh, Watchmen was the other one. Uh, Laura, what is the last main one on your list? The last main one I kind of picked a little randomly. Um, I decided that Spider-Man Maximum Carnage is a good example of very random civilian casualties. That's kind of the definition of Carnage. Yep, that's what Carnage does. In in this book, he he's taken back to... I forget if it's even Ravencroft or not. But he's he's captured. They think that they can just tie him up and it'll be fine because they think they've defeated the Carnage symbiote. Surprise, it's in his bloodstream now. So he immediately breaks out. Like, he, he just basically is toying with the the staff of his his captors. And they, they take him in and he starts immediately eviscerating everyone. And one of the other inmates is Shriek and she comes... She she yells through the she she like eggs him on through her cell door and is like, Hey, sweetheart, like, you're doing a great job. Let me out and I'll help you and he's like, I got nothing to lose, why not? So he, he breaks her free from their, their shackles as well. And they just go on this murder spree of New York. And that's that's just what Carnage does. He goes and, maximum. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, Spider Man had just made a promise to Mary Jane, oh, I'm going to take a break from crime fighting and they'd just gotten back from the the um, funeral for Harry Osborn because at this point in comic continuity, he's dead for a little bit. He'll get better. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. He'll, he'll get better, then get worse. He'll <laughs> yep. be fine. Yep. No, no one fear. Harry's only dead for a little bit. And so, yeah. So, of course, Spider-Man has to break his promise. And I want to say that this is like a weird tangent. Not many comics... Um, focus on like snow in New York. Like there's never a it's, lot of it's always winter. Yeah, it's always and, like summertime. It seems. Yeah, because I think that was one of the other plot points of this was that as the first responders were trying to get around, they were having trouble because there was snow. They couldn't even get to the places where they needed to help, where carnage was causing so much trouble. And he he was basically also just trying to egg. Spider-Man and Venom out into causing another fight. He did not care at all about who he took out along the way. He's just like, oh, this is fun. I like causing havoc. And yeah, that's definitely the definition of innocent bystanders, civilian casualties. Carnage doesn't care who he kills. He just enjoys it because I want to say that's sociopathic tendencies are the ones who don't care at all about anything. Like, a, a psychopath understands that they're doing wrong and still chooses it, but a sociopath doesn't even understand that it's wrong. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But so, it's yeah. funny. This book is, like, one of three books I know of that in that in Marvel that shows bad weather. There's this one, mm-hmm. Craven's Last Hunt, when it's rainy. And then the Hawkeye series, there's one episode, where they, one issue where they talked about the hurricane that was hitting New York. Like, that's the only three times I think of, oh, the weather is a factor in New York and Marvel. Every other time, nah, it's clear, normal days. Like, we don't worry about weather, because... 
It's like the opposite of Gotham. Gotham's always yeah. dark and some gloomy, some rainy, dark, gloomy, rainy, covered in snow. New York and Marvel, yeah, it's fine. It's too much work to draw the extra stuff. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah, uh, any other quick picks for our civilian deaths? One I'll throw out just to like jump in there. I started reading about death of a prince when apparently there was an Aqua baby from Aquaman, mm-hmm. and. It was really hard to find information on this, too. Like, it kind of surprised me that for for it being a top 15 list, although I guess 15 is a weird number, but um, I had trouble finding out information about Black Manta. Like, I couldn't even find out his name, David something. I was like, but I guess Black Manta tried to set up where um, Aquaman, Arthur Curry, and Aqualad, who also only has like one name garth something um but black manta tried to set them up to fight each other just for kicks and giggles and he's like oh aquaman if you don't fight aqualad i'm going to suffocate your son and the sun's in a bubble and it's slowly filling with air and he can't breathe air and it's like that that seems so anticlimactic oh he's going to suffocate to death but that they fought long enough that that's what happened and it's like, it seems kind of almost anticlimactic that Black Mantha just suffocated his son to death that fast, saying, oh, just fight to the death, or else <laughs> there will be other death. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, quick pick on my list is Krypton, the whole planet just going kaboom, which I know they- <laughs> Quick pick, one planet. I mean, well, they, I know they retconned it sometimes where it's someone else, some outside factor is actually destroying it versus just the core imploding. I don't, I don't know. I like Brainiac. The the story arcs where Brainiac had destroyed. Yeah, I don't Krypton. know what the current. I thought that hmm. would be better. I always oh, thought that would be a good a good uh, um, movie Justice League movie would yeah. be would be Brainiac's the one who destroyed Krypton. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I don't know what the current continuity saying what it is. I don't know either. I, I think it was still someone. Someone destroyed it. I think, yeah. but I don't remember who. Yep. I mean, uh, the classic that is guy. that the planet was destroying itself, you know, natural right. and stuff like that. And they mined and its inner core resources yeah. and it imploded. Jor-El was like, "Hey, this is bad. We all got to leave," and no one listened. So he saved his son. Basically, it's, global warming is happening. We need to get out of here. Pretty much, abandoned ship. Yeah. Why he didn't build a rocket big enough for him and his wife, too. There was enough time. That's what That's they said. Bull. If you're yeah, building a I mean, rocket, that, edit that part out. Yeah. That's bull crap. <laughs> if you're building a rocket, you can build one just a little bit bigger to put two seats in it. I mean, maybe it's not necessarily the seats as the uh, cryogenic, because technically it's a birthing pod, too. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily true. just, although then we get Supergirl that still is able to, but that's neither here nor there. Mm, yeah. I huh? mean, yeah, well, <laughs> different pod though, and that's a different family. We don't yep. talk about that. That's yeah. I was going to say two families yeah. were doing two separate things, right? Yeah. Saving the babies. Uh, yeah, uh, but Krypton, Krypton. Um, I think the only one that comes to mind on mine is um, Robin, not Batman and Robin, but Robin, uh, Huey's girlfriend from the Boys. Oh, who yeah. uh, in the show? I think they did, they did it better than the book because uh, she gets basically crushed uh, into a brick wall. By a supervillain in, in the books. In the show, it's um, A Train is running and basically runs right through her and she disintegrates. Liquefied. I think it, yeah, she liquefies. And I think the show did it better to show Huey's hate against the heroes rather than 
his hate against all supers. You know what I mean? I thought the right. show did it better. Uh, Gwen Stacy uh, mm-hmm. caught in the crossfire because she's. I mean, Spider Man's girlfriend. Well, but does Green Goblin even know that, or just yes. like okay. yes, I couldn't remember. That's why he yeah, targeted Gwen yeah. Stacy, or just she was around. Point. Yep. Um, Uncle Ben. Uncle yep. Ben. Uh, Thomas and Martha Thomas Wayne. And Martha Wayne. Yeah. Dick Grayson's parents. Um, Which oh. have been later retconned to not necessarily be as innocent as we thought. They were actually targeted from the Zuko's, like because of the circus oh. and whatnot. I mean, they're There's kind other, of, but yeah. yeah. Yep, the classic is the the mafia was doing a shakedown and wanting them to pay for protection money. Right. They refused, so they created an accident. Which, I mean, if they're shaking down the Graysons, I would say... No, they're shaking down Haley's circus, right. not the Graysons. Yeah. So, um, um, other one would be Tim Drake's dad, who gets killed by Captain Boomerang. Um, that was an identity crisis also. Okay, I was going to say, um, for some reason that's ringing a bell. Other DC ones, there's been a handful of Joker's I mean, random kills. I'd say there's always random yeah. civilian. Yeah. Just to... I think there was like over a million killed during the crisis events, stuff like that. Yeah. So many, many innocents killed because that's what makes a good story. Yep. Uh, all right. So moving on to our books of the last month or so. <laughs> since yeah, I don't know what? when these actually came out. Since we missed two weeks ago. I think uh, some of them kind of, one may have came, I don't know. They came out oh, sometime. They've come out since the, the, our last episode. Yes. Um, Are they still on the shelf to buy? Some That's of them, all sometimes. that matters. <laughs> um, I'll go first with my first pick, though. And that is Batman number 141. Um, it is a is more story about the Zurina, the all Batman, no Bruce, Batman version, crazy Batman. Um, so it, it's weird because Bruce Batman is running away from... The uh, Zurin in Zurin wait Zurin R that is inside the body of uh, what's the robot's name? Um, yeah, kill switch. No, um, no. Um, oh, what is the name? Oh, of the robot? shoot. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's the robot that we talked about earlier. Fail safe, fail safe. Yes, so. So I don't have the book in front of me. I- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mazurna puts his consciousness in the fail safe. So it's Batman free Batman right now. And there's a lot. It's a lot of action going on. However, what I do mention is that at the end of this issue, it's not necessarily because it's been announced. It's been pre-solicited. It teases that the next issue is the Joker year one story arc. Yeah. So we've already had Batman year one, however many years ago now. Right. Uh, so we're getting Joker year one. We've had is Robin next... year one. We've had Batgirl year one. This would be a good one. So, and the dynamic between Batman and Joker in this is very interesting. Like, oh, this changes some things. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too much because that is kind of a big deal. Yep. I love that Joker's calling him Bruce and he actually knows. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's been suspected for years Joker's known who he is. But he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Right. He's Batman to the Joker, not Bruce. But right. he's calling him Bruce almost to spite him. That's the way I've, I read it. You uh, know? Absolutely. And I, who's writing it right now? Uh, is it, Zdarsky. Uh, Zdarsky? Okay. Yep. I was, he's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, Batman's done. one of the best books out there right now. Well, and the backup story for this book is explaining Zerna talking to the other yeah. Zernals from the multiverse. Because if you remember a few issues, uh, an issue, a storyline back is when Bruce w- was talking to interdimensional Bruce's. Yep. So, of course, at the same time, Zerna is He's, talking to interdimensional yeah. versions of himself as well. And 
it's it's been a good book. So highly recommend Batman, especially get the next starting with the next issue would be one forty two. I think that's either three or five issues will be Joker year one. Yeah, I think uh did Action just do a Bizarro? I wish I would have picked it up. Know. I think they started with a Bizarro this time. I think it's a three issue run. I'm not sure what Joker is or year one, but uh, uh, Action may be one to pick up too. But yeah. I, I did miss that one. So yeah, that's my first pick is Batman. Uh, who would like to go next? I can go next. Okay, Jared's gonna go next. All right. So uh, my next pick is Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. I've enjoyed this. I might have a bit of bias because I'm a DC fan. I like Godzilla. I've always been a Godzilla fan, you know. Um, so this has been good. It's the Titans are attacking DC universe cities and stuff like this. Um, at the end of the last issue, Superman gets hit with um, Godzilla's, uh, you know, garlic breath. The like Omega Beam or something. Yeah, I don't know what every, they call it. It's, it's Godzilla's it. fire. I breath. like garlic breath. Yeah. <laughs> It knocked him out. Uh, Scott, if you're listening to this, sorry that we don't know the right name for Godzilla's breath. Yeah, I should, but I don't care that much. I'm just a fan of his movies, you know. Uh, he's got the old son of Godzilla where he's running around and the spider's there and he's shooting the smoke rings. Sorry. Atomic breath yeah. is what they Atomic call breath. Atomic garlic breath. There you go. I mean, I'm okay with that. So, but uh, this issue, it's um, Superman's down. Uh, they don't know if he's alive or not. They think he's uh, Supergirl can hear his heartbeat. But Central City, the Flash, is uh, dealing with a Titan on top of the prison. And the villains are all doing a jailbreak at the same time as this thing's attacking. So Green Lantern's there. Supergirl's there trying to help. But Supergirl takes off because Su- Superman is hurt. He is down. Um, the Atom, not the shrinking one, but... Uh, it might be Adam Smasher now. I don't remember. But he's the one that grew really big. He grows really big, kind of like uh, Ant-Man. He can grow big. Uh, he grew big and started to fight Godzilla, you know, give Superman some cover. And it doesn't go well for him. <laughs> but I'm not going to give too, way, too much away because I think this came out this week. But this has been a fun book so far. Um, if you're a Godzilla fan, I think you'd like this book. This, this has been... Uh, fantastic um the titans are all over the place so the justice league is scattered you know they're not all fighting together in the same spot um we'll have to wait and see i think at the end of this there is a i think i can spoil this because i don't think Do pe- some people will know what that is if i'm right i have no idea i think Tell it's me. i think it's brother i and if you don't know what that is you may want to exactly look at it. so <laughs> I'll explain that one to you later. Oh, okay. So, yeah, just League Godzilla yeah. Kong. Yep, it's it's been good. Issue three, it's fun. All right, Laura, what is first on your list? The first on my list is Ultimate Spider-Man number one by Jonathan Hickman, who um, I think was most famous, well, in my mind, for the Manhattan Projects. Uh, I I honestly can't think of anything else. He's uh, done, he but. also did House and Powers of X. Oh my bad. Okay. Yeah. He did a handful of X books, didn't he? He's done Probably. uh yeah, and he's done a lot of stuff with Marvel lately. He's he's basically Marvel's new Bendis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and um someone Chichetto, who sounds really familiar to me, and something Wilson also worked on this book. Um I'm a little tempted. I'm just gonna read the first page because that's a good overview of what's happening. 
20 years ago, the maker prevented a radioactive spider from biting a young Peter Parker. He likewise prevented the creation of any other superheroes and formed a secret council to rule the world from the shadows. When Tony Stark learned the dark history of the universe, he sought to undo it, prompting the Maker's Council to attack Manhattan, killing thousands, and frame Stark for it. Peter Parker has lived his life unaware of the Maker's Council and the truth behind the spider, but that is about to change. And that starts this, like, alternate universe story. So that recaps Ultimate Invasion miniseries and Ultimate Universe number one. Okay. So is this an adult Peter Parker? Yes. And yeah, it's kind honestly, of, he looks like mid thirties. Hmm. I thought he looked older than that, but I'm terrible at estimating ages too. Yeah, like, mid thirties. Yeah, that fits that, twenty years type of thing. From I, I think that is twenty years after he's supposed to get bit, which he, he was like he was 14, fit, 15, 15, oh, 15. So that'd so, be thirty-five, yeah. twenty years yeah. later. It did say twenty years ago. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. If he got bit, usually when he's like 15, 16, 20 years from that, it'd be 35, so that, 36. Okay. That captured my interest. I wasn't going to do this new Ultimate Spider-Man because I was such, I, I loved the good. original and that sounds so much fun. Yeah, I, I was surprised too because to me, Ultimate Spider-Man is Miles Morales. So for them to relaunch it again and have a whole new thing and it's Peter Parker... Which, I didn't want to like it at first. Well, in the original Ultimate Universe was Peter Parker still. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, that's right. Because it was just him. a relaunch. It was like, oh, let's give him a cell phone. It was early 2000s when yeah. they relaunched the whole universe of everything. Peter Parker was, again, a teenager instead of the 20-something-year-old. So he yeah. was still a boy. Which that series was really yeah. good. I might want to read that. Because um, yeah. he died by effectively by Green Goblin. And mm-hmm. that was like a Hulk version of Goblin, where it wasn't just yeah. a small serum. Like, he went gigantic and looked more Goblin-esque, too, and everything. Yeah, that confused the heck out of me when I found it. Um, I was like, what is this Goblin? But um, in this new version of Ultimate Spider-Man, it I admit when you mentioned, oh, how old is he? Like, I think Spider-Man looks so old in this. It's probably the beard. But And then Mary Jane, to me, she looks so young. And I'm like, are they... Are they trying to make that dichotomy? Because I know she's usually a supermodel. She's usually hip and all that. She has a better skincare regimen than he does. Yeah. But I guess part of the focus of this book is Spider-Man, or I guess I should say Peter Parker. He's only Peter Parker in this world at this point. Like, he he is kind of down in the dumps. He's not feeling it. He feels like something is missing in his life. Even though he's got, you know, the perfect wife. He's got two... Two kids. I wanted to say 2.5 kids, but I don't think they have a uh, dog or anything. And like his, I I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say his uncle is still alive. That's Um, in the first couple pages, so that's fair. Yeah, and I do think it's interesting in this world, um, they mentioned the the calamity that Tony Stark is framed for is what kills Aunt May. They don't really say exactly what the calamity was, I don't think. And... Basically, this issue starts with the anniversary of that. And so Peter and Ben are going to this memorial service to kind of honor the memory of Aunt May because she was lost at this time. And they have a little snippet of Harry Osborne is also in this world and talks about how his father was lost in the calamity as well. And yeah, there it's it's definitely an alternate universe where... All your favorite characters get a little different spin on their origins and what makes them all connected together. And I'm curious to see how they'll 
the weave it together. Well, and this that is definitely fun. This is definitely a bigger spin away from the main universe than the first Ultimate Universe was because the first Ultimate like was still Peter got bit by a spider, blah blah blah. Like the same stuff that happened in Ch- by chance in the main universe still happened in that. Versus this, he has presented the opportunity to become Spider Man. Versus the just by dumb chance, like okay, this is this will make you Spider Man if you want to choose to accept this. I'm letting you choose. Oh, see, I was counting that as a spoiler, so I didn't. I wasn't going to mention that. Uh, well, I'm enjoying <laughs> the book is with, the, with him without it, so I think it's worth mentioning because yeah. it does show that it is truly its own universe. <laughs> that yeah, it's still inspired by the main one, but they've changed a lot in yeah. in a good way. I think at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. I I wanted to hate it, especially when Uncle Ben came back. Like to me, that's still one of my pillars that's a core of everything. Spider Man thing. Yeah, like he doesn't have Uncle Ben. So it's almost weird to think back, why is he so sad and depressed when Uncle Ben is there? Although I guess he didn't have Aunt May. So that, that'll be the dichotomy, the, the thing to look for. He, he, yeah, he's I, he's I, bored I, with life, so that's, yeah. that's what he's missing in his life. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious to bring this up as a, a comparison and contrast to all the Spider-Men I'm already familiar with. Be like, oh, well, how does the newest Ultimate Spider-Man... Right stack up against the Spider-Man that I'm familiar with and love. Yeah. We'll see. I, I didn't want to have to read another Spider-Man book. I was like, okay, we're already, I already read a lot. Do I want, like, oh, crap, it's good. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, it's a good it's a good thing. But I love it when a book's like, ah, oh, crap, I'm actually interested in what's going on. And they did that. So That's how I ended up with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> I crap like this guy. Damn it. <laughs> and here I am. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, next on my list is going to be Zorro, the Man of the Dead, number one. This is a four-issue miniseries. Uh, I believe it is drawn, it is written and drawn uh, by Sean Murphy. Yes, then there's uh, who's the same person that did the White Knight series. He did Murphy verse. Uh, this is truly a Murphy verse continuation because this is his universe, not even DC's Murphy verse. It's his own thing. Through a different publisher. Um, this somewhat spins out of plot holes. The end of the previous issue of plot holes, which was the end of the series, as far as we know, introduces, hey, there's this new Zoro character. And this is his story. Um, it is a modern day Zoro. At first I was like, okay, do I want to read, you know, Wild West Zoro? I don't care. But, you know, it's Murphy. I'll check it out. And no, it's in modern day telling where there's a new Zoro running around and... The deal with him, I don't want to give away too much because there's a lot going on here. But it starts out with uh, the new Zora as a kid, the tragedy befalls, then it jumps to some time later. It doesn't <laughs> even say how long, roughly 20 years later, though, where he's an adult, where his sister's around, they're doing things, and bad stuff happens, and he Zoro needs to save the day. But it has a good mythology of the character Zoro and with everything with this, and I recommend it was really good. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's only a four issue series too. So it's a small commitment, but really good. So Zorro man of the dead is my other pick. Jared. Um, I'm going to go with the duo Titans beast world three and four. Um, we haven't done podcasts since three came out. That's so fair. I figured what the heck. Um, so we're still dealing with uh, all the people turning into animals and things like that. Um, they, I don't know how far I want to go with this. Um, basically, the the culmination leads up to 
they uh the world is going to try to kill beast boy to stop this horrendous thing from happening because he's turned himself into a giant starro he got attacked and mine kind of went blank and who, he's basically a starro who now. they call garo, garo which i really now. enjoy yep and uh so they're gonna kill him and the titans are like no we're gonna protect gar so there's a lot of culmination between titans versus the world type thing save and, the world from gar but save gar from the world right also. so at the end of issue four something big happens i think that came out this week so i'm yeah. not going to give the spoiler yeah, or week. anything so it's like whoa what's where are they going with this now it's very very good but that's the culmination of the two issues is where that's going uh peacemaker was there um it seems to me like they're writing peacemaker more like they did with the show with john cena absolutely i thought they did great with this and this and i think he's more of a a fun character's like oh peacemaker's there cool you know what i mean it's given i have very little comparative with comics because i don't know before however the way i'm reading it it's definitely in the john cena yeah character personality and everything like that um i and it's almost drawn to look like john cena just a little bit a little bit kind of like how uh for a long time iron man happened to look like robert downey jr right or as mary happens to look like chris evans right so, um, but yeah, this is a lot of stuff's happening. Um, but yeah, it's I, good. I'll stop there. It's I'll been good, though. Yeah, I'll stop there. I, I, I don't want to give the ending away of this for those who haven't read it yet, but that's been very solid. I did not think I would like Beast World as much as I did because I'm like, oh, they're turning it each other. But it was written by Tom Taylor. And that's good buddy uh, Tom Taylor. There's your sign. Yep. So, yeah, I. I can't wait till the next issue comes out. It's been so good. Yeah. It's been moving at a quick pace, but not too Right, quick. yeah. They're not, it's not lingering on. It's no, not, it's, it's not, not a tie- weekly series. It's, it's not tying into everything you, DC. You can digest, they've got their one shots, or I don't even know if they're doing miniseries they're outside one, of no, this. It's one just shots. one shots. I did the Flash one and I, I enjoyed it. They're doing the main series, Beast World. They were doing Titans, Beast World, and then one shots. That's it. It's not crossing over a million things. So. Right. It's doing a good pace. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Laura, what is the last thing on your list? Um, The last thing that I truly actually read was Giant Size Spider-Man number one, which is actually a, I think it's like an annual, and it's focusing on Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Um, it focused a lot on Venom, the lethal protector. And I feel like, unfortunately, the summer of the symbiotes, I think... Had a lot of things happen. There's and maybe, a lot of stuff. Maybe I should have read any of that. Like, I, it's so sad that I I love Symbiotes. I was so excited for this event. I don't think I read a single issue of it because I just, I don't make time. I need to, I need to be awake enough to read things. Um, but I, I'm curious because the, the big thing to me was Eddie Brock is not the Venom lethal protector in this issue and when they did break the symbiote away it was some blonde guy but they didn't actually say who was inside the venom symbiote maybe it's dylan i'm not 100 percent, but i would really love to figure that out this this book had great art i love the way they drew all the venom characters and just the I, i love how surreal venom can be because he's not human like he can meld into so many different forms other characters mentioned in this were rabble and the black obsidian and they sounded like decent big bad new characters that i don't recall ever hearing of and i i want to i want to understand more about this issue than i did 
I also got a kick out of one of the the quotes I wrote was, um, I, I forget exactly what what was said, but I feel like Miles said something along the lines of, "Whoa, you're pretty bloodthirsty here." And the whoever this Venom character is said, "We thirst for the exact right amount of blood." <laughs> and I'm like, that's such a Venom thing to say. That's pretty good. Like, I, I really like this issue. And there's also a part two to it that apparently was just a reprinting of when, like, spoilers kind of. Spoilers from 10, 15 years ago now? Yeah. So, Miles' mother, Rio, was killed at one point by Venom. And at some point that got completely, like, erased from history. It was a big deal at the time, obviously. Like, that was his big life-changing event at first Miles Morales didn't have a big. That was his well, little bed. I guess. I guess he did. Well, I don't, I'm trying to remember now. He he lost his uncle Aaron, but I don't think his uncle Aaron actually died. That like he just thought he died, and then he came back, yeah. and like it was a mistaken thing. But then he actually lost his mom, and that obviously that's earth shattering to anyone. And then they just completely glossed over it. They had that whole cataclysm thing where the universes collided and. All of a sudden, Miles is in the 616 universe. His mom's back. His dad's fine. They're having babies. Like, he's got a new sister. All this stuff. And I'm like, well, that's kind of crappy that they had this big event that then they glossed over. And now they're bringing it back and reminding you, hey, remember that one time when Miles' mom died? And just for a little just bit. Just got she, better? She got better. That's yeah. Fine. So I'm curious why they reprinted that here. If it's... To remind everybody, hey, this happened and we're going to reference it and something so else is going to happen. It could be foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I'm i really curious. Like, this this issue did what it's supposed to do. Made me want to read more. Made me want to read what I already should have been reading. Just get caught up. So, yeah, go out, get Giant Size Spider-Man number one because it's beautiful, if nothing else. Like, it, it was very great art. Uh, I'm going to do some quick picks real quick. Uh, also... Batman and Robin number five, uh, thrills, chills, and high school question mark. Uh, Gross. Robin's in high school because he's undercover slash he needs to have a good normal life according to Bruce and everything. And uh, of course, Damien does not do well. But I like the dynamic between Batman and Robin. Like, oh, you need to school, go to school not just because there's you, you think there's crime going on, but it's also good for you. Blah blah blah. Uh, Bruce talks to. Uh, Damien's one of his teachers he's saying like oh he's un- he- the reason why he's an uh, issue is because he's not feeling challenged so he should probably go to college courses and stuff like that and it was just it was really good and there's uh, one part where of course there are some kids that are picking on Damien because he's the weird kid and they're jocks and what does he do he goes out and joins their team he joins the soccer team and, and shows them up and shows them up big time uh, but yeah it was really fun. I like the cover has it's from looks like Damien's locker perspective where someone's coming out to try to kill them. But there's Robin drawings, bat drawings. And then Damien is standing there reading a book that is called Robin. Also, like that's just a fun cover. Yep. Uh, and the other one I want to quick big mention is spider Gwen smash number two. I know I talked about number one last episode. This one's more fun where, uh, the Mary Janes are on tour with Dazzler and the Uncut Gems, I think is the name of their band. Sounds right. Um, and it's fun. It's just a fun story of them doing stuff and fighting villains and whatnot. Uh, any other quick picks for books? 
Nightwing 109. Uh, he, we're still dealing with pirate Nightwing or romance cover Nightwing. And uh, at the very end, it's uh, it's got a second part with uh, Gotham getting the uh, Beast Wars stuff. And Damien is infected and he turns into a little cat. Which is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's at the very end, it's like a small little meow. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> Where is this going? It's ridiculous, but fun. Yeah. Uh, this- but that's uh, Pirate Nightwing has been really good. That makes me think of Frog Thor, too. A little bit. They, they yeah. need all the animals. <laughs> um, I also want a quick pick, even though I didn't actually read it. Like I Somehow I glossed over these. McGill O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, 1 and 2 are already out. I believe it's and, a weekly series for the month of January. Yep, I, I you wish. You on vacation. You guys vacation. have an excuse to be behind on your reading. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was so mad at myself, too. Like I actually downloaded a whole bunch of books to my phone. And then I kind of forgot to look at my phone on the flight, and I I was so busy looking at the the in flight information they give you Fair. that I, I forgot that I downloaded you know um our book of the week the Kent Ohio I don't even Kent remember State. The, yeah whatever the name of our book of the week is and I downloaded something that um Adrian had recommended I, I don't know remember. either but but yeah I I downloaded like four books I was supposed to read did not read any of them. But. It's hard for me. It's hard to read while flying. So, yeah, I, I'm. I just watch a little bit of TV, then try to sleep. Watch a little bit of TV, try to yeah. sleep. It just it helps with motion sickness, also. Yep. Uh, so moving on. Uh, speaking of Kent State, uh, Fort Dead, Ohio, we're going to talk about the book of the week, which is Kent State, Fort Dead, Ohio. Uh, if you don't want spoilers on this, Jared. What are we reading for in two weeks? Well, you picked out a very good book that I think we'll really like. It's called <laughs> Pulp. For time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's called Pulp. Pulp by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, they're known for doing many things, yeah. collaborations together. They have the whole Reckless universe, the criminal universe, the yeah. whole stuff. Uh, this is a Western. Sure, I may have read this. This is a Western. We haven't read Westerns in a long time, if ever, honestly. It's been a minute. So I was like, well, this is something different. Let's try it out. Yeah, can't hurt. So, now I wonder if we've ever read a Western. I don't think so, but we'll find out, or we'll discuss it next time. In the meantime, uh, Kent State, Four Dead in Ohio. This is my first time reading this. Uh, same here. Um, uh, the re- and the reason why I picked this last time is because, A, I forgot to ask you, Jared, before we left the podcast yeah. previously. I was like, ah, crap, so we'll read I'm this I'm glad one. you picked this. It's uh, something that... It's historical. Yeah, it's historical. Ish. I've never read it. It's... Um, so it, just off the bat, it reminded me a lot of Mouse. The, a little not, bit. Not only because oh. it's based off his story, but... It's black the, and white. Black and white, and the art isn't great. No, like, it's almost caricatures. Right. And I didn't care for that part as much. I'm like, it's almost like... It's hard. It's, for me, it's hard to tell. They're dehumanizing this event. Just to, Not dehumanizing. That's not the right... It felt wrong. Somehow, yeah. I can't put it my finger on it. made me think of King of the Hill. A little a bit. A little bit, like yeah. Like, one of the first characters, I was like, is that Hank Hill with a gun? Like, what's going on? Uh, I mean, because everyone has very long faces, long, yes. narrow faces. Yep. Um, and, and, like, it's the exact same face, which is slightly different for each one. So, for me, it's hard to differentiate. Right. Okay, which yes. character is this one? I don't know. I, and they've tried to put that, what's it called, above your, uh, like, the middle of your top lip, the, oh, the, yeah. the indent yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, Throughout this book, I kept thinking, like, everyone's got a booger hanging from their nose because it's not centered <laughs> yeah. half the time. Well, and I know what that's that's what they're trying to draw, but I'm like, they did a horrible job with some of that. Especially in the second half when everyone's getting tear gas. Like, okay, okay that could be boogers. Like, right. Because you see them cry, uh, right. tears from crying and everything. Yeah. Like, 
So the art I was not a fan of. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I thought it was caricature. I thought... But I did like that it was a black and white, though. I did, too. I did appreciate that. Yeah. Um, what I love... I thought that fit. It's a weird thing for me. I don't always notice black and white for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with my mind. Your mind fills in the um, color. Yeah. It wasn't until they started shooting, and I was like... Where's the blood? And I was like, oh, oh, it's been in yeah. black and white this whole time. It was like burst my bubble. Well, I think that's yeah. a sign of a good book, too. Like, yeah. if you don't even notice that, like, you get sucked in enough that right. it does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The story that they told, I, I don't know how much is I mean, they factual started, well, and accurate and, it is, and, you know what I mean? It is a lot, though. Like, if you go to the back of the book, there's like there's, seven pages yeah. of notes that say, this reference is this. Right. This. Like, it has so the, 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 the dialogue and, pieces, yeah. everything. The yeah, author you know. did his homework. Yeah. Yes, I will Seriously. say. And I'm not that familiar with the can- I, I We all know of it and stuff like right. that, but I've never really researched it or looked into what the, what were the- Because he did it for you. Well, yeah. Well, they the, did the previous days, what led up to it, this and that, and- mm-hmm. uh, the, One of the early pages uh, says, this book is a dramatic recreation, uh, but- uh, this, is, this book is a dramatic recreation, but all of it's based on eyewitness accounts, detailed research, and investigation. The notes in the back of the book list the source material for every scene. Yeah. So, like, so, there is some cre- potentially creative, right. like, okay, liberties of, oh, we talked to so-and-so. Oh, we talked about different things, and then this happened. So, he might have fleshed out may, the specifics yeah, of what they're talking about. Yeah, a little bit of dialogue. But the fact that these two people conversed did happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, for me, I got lost a little bit on okay, here. how long are the days going on, and especially when there's like four or five different stories going on at the same time, the same day. Like, right. and I get that's how that's how life works. Yeah, I understand that. But, but it was hard to flush out. Like, it ping pong okay, back and forth. Uh, we yeah. finished this person's story arc for this five hour run. Now we're going to go backwards, but that that lasted seven hours. You know, right. it, the the concept of time was hard to follow in this. So, excluding the art and the concept of time. I still did really enjoy all I this. I did too, very much. Uh, uh, it was, it was I, a horrific event that they captured very well in this. And I liked how what the author did was like, oh, and then there's this acronym and the acronym. Okay, well, this is what it all means. This is the right. mindset that led up to this person, like why this general, mm-hmm. like his his background, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how every once in a while they he kind of cut in and was like, hey, backstory. Right. Like, it'd yeah. be a normal comic book, and then every once in a while there's a page of, like, very word-heavy description to say, oh, this is more details on what's going on but that, that you need helpful. to know. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, what you need to know needed. to piece this together. Yeah. It was helpful. And it was good, yeah. It would have been nice. The The timing that he puts that stuff in could have been done a little bit earlier. I think everything was like yeah. mid-story. Like if Agreed. The first one they do was, okay, how did Kent State become as big and popular as it was? Well, and that's, uh, let's see, 30 pages in, or that's seven, 17 pages in. Okay, I would have st- opened with that. Like, okay, here's Kent State. Here's why it's a big deal of blah, blah, blah. And then go to the people, not people, then midway through the significance, well, and then more of the significance. Like, I do feel like that was intentional, though. Because I, I feel like the the town kind of didn't realize how big Kent State had gotten underneath their nose. And I feel like that was a big point in the whole story. That I guess not. I felt that yeah. way, too. I'm not saying yeah. just specifically that point. Though. I'm just using that as an example of how oh. many oh, times, okay. Okay. Many gotcha. times they do yeah. the, the explanations of what everything. Like, okay, sometimes in the Yeah, that could have been at the very beginning. But some things could have yeah. been at the beginning. Like, okay, here's okay. this general. 
his whole details and then go with the what he's doing on that day instead of like doing okay. that day partially his big story then more of him that day yeah um okay. i liked the vietnam stuff they kept referencing in the, yeah, the drafts and how, how men were staying out of the draft by being full-time college students or they're or, gonna say they're gonna draft they'll move to canada and this and that if, you know or if they're rotc versus yeah. if they're the uh national guard how right. that's different and like yeah i did so like they, explanation. they did give some historical like in the 70s that was this stuff you know what i mean, I mean the, none of us lived through knowing why they did one one right. branch versus the other i don't i mean versus this oh they did National Guard because that was all based off of you're only doing stuff within the nation itself. Right. So if the option is go to Vietnam with a war that you don't want to have any part of or be stationed somewhere stateside, well, yeah, I'll take, take, take the, the National stateside. Guard, yeah. So like that so, was good clarity for yeah, that. Yeah, this did give some clarity, and it, it did teach me a lot about what that Kent State, what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, why was the National Guard there? This gave a good in-depth, you know— it and how was, did it escalate? Right. Yeah. I mean, they were burning houses, and you know there was a lot of rioting and stuff like that. That they were they were destroying stuff. So the government and the higher ups and everything like that they they went overboard. And they're like, get the national guard here. We can't handle this. Yeah. the The way I understood it too, the the national guard partly came in because of some misinformation. Yes. They were told that. Um, there, were, shoot, I, there were snipers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, yep. I wrote too many acronyms, so I apologize. I forget what the, the SDS, SDS the, something Democratic oh, Society, the Student Democrat oh, Society, or something right, like yeah. that. I think. Yeah, they the. But they're not. The guard was told that they radicals. had. A, yeah, that they were more radical than they were. That there were weathermen, militant groups, part of that, and they were told a lot of things that were happening true. there. Yeah. That weren't yeah. exactly true. Well, and I like yeah. how the author even said, this is compared to modern day jihadists is what they're comparing them to. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah. you put a nice frame of reference. I don't, I don't understand what the weathermen SDs, I don't care. Oh, they're saying they, they thought them like jihadists. Okay. I understand that connection. Yeah. Then. So I, yeah. So it helps us, the reader that wasn't alive during that time to figure out why mm. they were so paranoid about some of these things. So I think that was a good example for the modernizing yeah. things. I also, right. I love the little dig. We're like, oh, and this president, this president. Yeah, they were in the armies because they did this and this. And also, mm-hmm. like, they, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah. That was a nice little political jab at, uh, at both parties, at both Democrat and Republican. Right. Like, yeah, these both, he these wasn't, both draft dodgers. He wasn't prejudiced in his attacking of political yeah. persons. Right. I, you know, um, the one thing that got me was um, – when they had fixed bayonets, I'm assuming this is the night before when they were putting the curfew in and stuff like that. And they were actually like stabbing people and stuff yeah. like this. It's like, can you I imagine? didn't know that happened. Well, can you imagine that happening today? Like, Oh man. So unfortunately I can't. Well, well, and for me, there's a lot of stuff in here. I'm like, Oh, this still relates today of like oh, big the, time. How fast rumors get out of like mm-hmm. the SDSs and the, uh, uh, weathermen, weathermen the, those could be very easily changed to the Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Right. Like, like, oh, you look, if social media was around at this time, what would this have been? Yeah, and just the, yeah, the lack of communication. And I love how the author is like, oh, and they said this, this, and this. That wasn't true. That also wasn't true. That was definitely nowhere near true. Like how right. the how the author just called him out on every oh yeah crap. Like, nope, nope, nope. And this is how we got to the scenario oh, because yeah. 
there's I mean, no real evidence and right. people just pointing fingers and just H- making stuff up as they went. History has shown that the National Guard was wrong yeah. in so many ways at this. There were a lot of people at fault in, in this too. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing that could have prevented this from happening, sleep. Just that alone. If, yeah. yeah, they definitely people, pointed that out. If yes. the soldiers weren't working 12, 14 hours, right. 18 hours Oh, that hour helicopter days. is going by again. Yeah, that's the fourth time tonight or whatever they well, had I'm, talked about. I just think the regular ground soldiers, I mean, they're on three days without sleep and yeah. they're in a high-stress situation. Yeah, they're going to snap. They're going to be jumpy and yeah. And like, I feel bad from that standpoint because it, it's not the soldier's fault necessarily. It's the generals no. that are forcing them to work right. those over shifts. And I get there's the on-call. Like, if there's an emergency, you have to, you know, spring up at the, uh, you know, moment's notice and do your thing. But also, okay, this is over the course of – this isn't just, like, one day this happened. This right. was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right. Monday thing. Like, there should have been time for some sort of break-off right. yeah. rest. Yeah, have two different squads, one yeah, on, exactly. one off shift, right. you know. And yeah, they even said that the – one of the guys in charge, like a general, or I'm not sure what his exact, exact title was, he was like, well, I just couldn't sleep, so I just decided to come in and, and instigate was, everything. Right, and that was the Monday that yeah. everything went down yeah. on. Yeah. And the, the way they overreacted, like, oh, there's thousands of people. Well, I mean, technically, yes, there were a thousand people there. However, 90% of them were just going from class A to class B. Like, yeah. they were just walking right. around. Yeah. And now, you are lack of sleep, you're high pressure, you just see... People, you just see targets. bodies like uh, yep. masses of people, like and people are moving at that distance. You can't tell if they're moving towards you, moving away from you, moving parallel, like right. Especially when you got you just see movement. tear gas and stuff chucked out there that's obscuring view, also. Well, and you have yeah, others, I, they were chucking tear gas before they opened fire. Well, and they have civilians I, throwing rocks and stuff. Like, yeah, it is very distracting. Yeah, I found it really interesting too. I never realized when they said the tear gas was affecting the National Guard themselves, too, like even though they had. The were, gas masks, the gas masks were not good. They were hand-me-down gas masks from World War II. Yeah. That was, let's say, this was 1970 this happened. World War II ended in 45. Yeah, they're 30-year-old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So 30-year-old gas Equipment. masks. Yeah, uh, so can't the tell me they seals aren't any good. Yeah. Yeah. Think seal- about rubber, just yeah. a tire. Yeah. Even if it's, even if you're not using it, that rubber's going to deteriorate a little bit. And as someone who has worn scuba gear kind of stuff before, you got to get a good seal mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. Like, if you have... Like they mentioned, there were people who had glasses. Like they can't the, see it. They all. didn't even right. have a spectacle kit. Like right. I, I guess I was lucky when I had to sample cyanide back in the day. They gave me a spectacle kit so I could still have a good seal around my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if if I so chose, you you can choose to not put on your ear correctly well, too. And you can't communicate very well because everyone has yeah. their mouth covered, so it's muffled. Plus any other noise going around. Like yeah, your ears aren't covered, but if you can't project your voice properly, yeah. Like. There are so many points of failure that just leads up to, like, honestly, the fact that only four died is kind of a miracle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. with the what way, firepower they showed in this book. Which I'm like assuming, a again. a wall of bullets. Was, yeah, and what? why did they have armor-piercing bullets, right. like, for the National Guard yeah. for a riot situation? Like, and that is crazy, too. Again, this is all based off of... We're taking what the what the author said as true. Yeah, I'm going to assume it is because yeah, we're talking about this book, I, not the I, actual right. event. Well, this I, is the book. I'm still assuming that they did more research than I, any of us did. Oh, so. definitely. There is like 16 book. pages. Yeah. <laughs> I am willing to like bet money. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I will say that this guy did his research. I agree 100. Like, yeah. percent I bet this is fact. I'm willing to take yeah. this as textbook yeah. stuff. Same so. here. Yeah. But I'm just giving that little 
caveat, like, just yeah. in case. We are not experts. Yep. <laughs> and this is... You can save your butt. I'll put mine on the line. <laughs> yeah. I will say I trust this yeah. guy. Right. And it was very graphic what he did with the people that had been killed. Wounded. And, and wounded the wounded yeah. people. It's... They went... Paralyzed. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't do just, okay, these four died, and that was it. Right. No. He also explained, okay, this person was paralyzed for the rest of their life. This person, like, wasn't paralyzed, still got shot, but this is where the trajectory of the bullet and the details of the wounds that the person suffered. Like, right. they didn't yeah. have to do the nine and paralyzed. They could have just done dead and paralyzed, and that's it. Versus, no, no, anybody that got shot, this is what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I did find it really interesting. When I first started the book, I was really expecting him to say, these were the four people and we're going to follow them. Right. Instead, he he really fleshed it out. And the whole time I'm like, well, who is it going to be? Yeah. Who, who of these people that I'm learning about and I'm starting to care about their lives and who's going to die? Like, I did kind of like that there was almost a mystery to it. Although maybe I probably could have looked up who actually died right. in this yeah. event and spoiled it for myself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't want to and I didn't have to. And I, I liked the way he... he Laid out the story work. Well, even like him showing the incompetence of the government, like, oh, yes. this person had undercover agents. These one had, like, oh, the FBI, CIA, the sheriff's department, the local campus, local PD, they all had informants. Well, if they have that many informants, say there's 100 people that are a part of the protesters, and all those other organizations have different informants. That's what, 25% of them are the informants? They're like, you're, you have more informants than actual. Uh, yeah, protesters at that point. Yeah, or activists. I, I got the impression sometimes that the they were suspicious of informants who were giving information to other other groups. They were informing on yeah. other informants that were yeah. in, and because the different branches weren't communicating with other, they weren't yeah. sharing notes. Like, oh, well, this isn't actually that bad, or yeah. whatever. Uh, and like how they showed the perspective of the one guy that was an informant that was the the narc with the photo- with, that was the photographer like oh yeah. and this is yeah. what's going on with that and he sounded so like assured of himself and big he's like oh they can't do any of this without me right I'm the one that's giving them all the real intel and you know next year I'll be I'm gonna be out of college I'll be a full on CIA agent and blah 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 and uh, I loved how at the end of the book where he pulled the gun out and be like oh. So there's conflicting reports of he there's three empty shit three empty chambers where he fired and somebody said it was no it was full so mm-hmm. we don't really the book says we don't even know if he actually did fire or not right so I like the it's like there's still some issue like we don't know but right. and no one's talking about this right yeah and yeah. lots this, of people have this guy it. fled the state and was never has never come back since right sort of thing. and. I uh, really like how he went just a little bit further and went through some of the reactions of the National Guard people, how some of them were like, oh, those those guys had it coming. And uh, they, others were like, the they were just kids that, that dang general, you know, and using more colorful language. Right. I'm cleaning <laughs> it up. Um, so there was a lot of one guy fainted and they thought he had been shot by a sniper, you know. Right. So it really, really put... Uh, this author did a good job of showing both sides of this tragedy to a degree. You know what I mean? I mean... Yeah, he definitely still blamed the guard. Oh, definitely. Like, I do think that there was evidence But when he put it it in this book that they had been gone on no sleep, this is high pressure, this is this, and then showed their reactions of guilt and... For the the generic soldier, yes. They were following orders. Yes. And I... Again, I... I don't necessarily agree with what they did. However, I can see that perspective of how they got to that point. Now, the generals that were in charge that should know better 
they are 100% they are at fault. At 100%, yep. Like, they may not, the, those generals may not be the one that were pulling the trigger and shooting people. However, they didn't stop it from ha- They right. let it to happen. Yep. They're yeah. the ones telling them to fix the bayonets and load your rifles with live ammunition. Right. Yeah. Why did you get to that point? Yeah. Especially when the, oh, it's under the Riot Act, which was, I love how it said, which was quietly passed in the, high, in the state of Ohio five years later. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's using that excuse, but you can't. Have had used that excuse when it didn't yeah, happen yet. Like, exactly. You can't time travel this excuse, guys. Yep, <laughs> yep but yep. no one asked questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another part that I want to throw in there, the the scariest thing to me was how they mentioned, like, the Kent State was a small town, and I feel like the university bloomed all of a sudden and had all these people in the small town like didn't even realize that under their nose these thousands and thousands of students started coming in and they they just weren't expecting such a great population of students so that's why they thought it was so many people protesting and rioting because when they let out for class like that 10 minutes in between class there's thousands of people right. running across because campus kept just trying to get hey, you where they're kids going. Quit that rioting. I wasn't even there. I was in class. You know, it was constantly yeah. like or, that. Or even yeah, they were in. They were just going from class to right. class, and like minding their own business. Like they also had maps of the the campus, and it's like where a lot of this stuff was happening was between a lot of the classrooms and like the student union where probably mm-hmm. the lunch hall was. Right. So these kids were just trying to go grab a bite to eat. Like they're just trying to be humans well, it, and it, get their coursework in. And they were large masses going from place to place just because that's how timing of classes works. Yeah. Anybody that's been to college knows not all your classes are in one building. Like you yeah. always have to walk from one building to another at some point. Mm-hmm. And when you, chances are when you get out, it's not just your class that gets out. There are multiple. They try to schedule. Okay. Every block, there's a class that's from 8 o'clock to 8.50 or whatever. So you have 10 minutes-ish if you need to between classes. So at that point, there's going to be a lot of movement after yeah. for mm-hmm. that one time frame. Yeah, and the town just was not prepared for that. Well, they, neither were the soldiers. So they weren't. Yeah, they, yeah I guess right. I'm assuming the soldiers were from the town, but that's not true, Yeah, right? the soldiers Sorry. were from out of town, but they, the weren't, National Guard, but they weren't but, trained with, like, okay, this yeah. is the, I guess there's one. They uh, didn't have a class schedule. Well, there's one reserve person that was. That went to school there, and that's why the general's like, hey, you've been – you go to school here. You're my guy to tell me where everything's at. Well, that's great for him, but what about all the soldiers that are you know, stationed at different door mm-hmm. points like that weren't briefed on, hey, at these times, there's going to be a lot of people out on the yeah. field. And they may not necessarily protest, but there's going to be a lot of people. Right. And you need to be prepared for that. Again, lack of sleep does not help matters. Right. Yeah. And, lack of sleep, lack of information, conflicting information, everything. Yeah. Bad leadership. Yeah. Another thing to throw in, too, I thought it was really interesting. I forget now exactly what point it happened, but when they somebody set the ROTC building on fire and they they had forgotten that there was a lot of ammunition just stored there for just in case. Because and the, so that fire like would not go out. Yeah. Well, and that caused a lot of issues. From my too. understanding, none of the civilians knew about the fire range that was underneath the RTC building. Yeah. So even the firefighters didn't know. So when the yeah. protesters like, oh, burn it down. Okay, cool. It's burning. Firefighters like, okay, there's riots. Screw it. We'll let it burn. We'll, we'll come back later. And, and then it later. like blew up. But then, oh, because you left it burn and no one told you there's ammunition underneath. Yeah. Big stuff, even worse stuff happened. And I think that was the either Friday or Saturday. It was the early yeah. in the protests of everything. But yeah, it, it, that could have been a lot worse. Yeah. But. Yeah, so much 
So much went wrong. So yeah. much that we, if you, if you had known, you would have been like, oh, let's not do that actually, but you don't know. Right. Yeah. If, yeah. if you have a, a hidden arsenal, people don't know that there's going, it's going to go kaboom. Yep. Mm-hmm. More uh, communication may have prevented a lot of that. More oh, yeah. accurate communication. Yes, that and oh, yeah. different leaders. Yes. Uh, so, with that all being said, uh, <laughs> one to five, one being awful, five being great. Jared, what would you rate Kent State for Dead at Ohio? The I book? would go four just because of the art. If they had a little bit better art, I, this would have been five easily. Story was good, accurate. The The author did his homework. I yep. have no complaints other than the art. Laura? I'm going to go four because no Spider-Man. My standard rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree with Jared. They they did their homework. They explained things so well. Like it was it was a great representation. It it really, I, I didn't feel like it was skewed too much one way or the other. I, I mean, obviously he... He he admitted that the there were a lot of wrongs made, but he had facts behind right. it. So I didn't feel like he was skewing it to say, "Oh, this is this is just my soapbox of what I feel." Like he he had information, and I I I like this. Well, I shouldn't say I liked it. Like I I understand this story. It was a it was good to read. Yeah, it it was important. Uh, I would give it a four out of five. Also, uh, mostly because like Jerry said, the art I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, but I could see high school students uh, reading this uh, American, American history yeah. or Ohio history. Like Agreed. I feel like, yeah, specifically Ohio history. Yes, it's good to know because that's especially that's anywhere in Ohio. It's not that far. But this was national yeah. but news event I, I think, caliber. Yeah, especially if whatever. they're doing anything about the Vietnam era, like uh, yeah. American history. Okay, this is a good way of showing the. And not necessarily the political, because I mean, I remember in high school we talked about Vietnam. We talked about the war, not actual domestic policies and stuff that was going on. No. This is a great view of the domestic stuff, which would have yeah. lightened that a lot better. Like, oh, and this is why, in general, people didn't like the war, didn't like the soldiers, because yeah. stuff like, not necessarily this is ex- the same reason, but stuff like this is why people were against right. it. And they explain in this book, like, okay, Nixon said he was going to end the war, but a couple days later, oh, we're going to Cambodia? Or something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they, which they didn't know what was going on. I didn't even know that it was about the Cambodia. I thought this was a protest for Vietnam. Right. I didn't know. No, this is a protest because we it started because Cambodia too. Like right. I didn't know that. And I, I don't was, know if enough about history. Did we even go to Cambodia? I mean, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, you, I you know want what I mean. To say yes, yeah. but I also right. did not affect you know. But like that's something that I feel like we should have known this. Like right. why? Why didn't no one tell us this? Because I, I knew, like I said, I knew it happened, and I I was like, oh, because people were protesting the war in Vietnam. No, that was part of it, but it was mostly because what well, the trigger was the Cambodian invasion. Also, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I never even heard of this right. before. Why? Yeah, why aren't we teaching this sort of thing? <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, looks like four is all around for all of us. Uh, so with that, uh, Laura, what is the book that we're reading for in two weeks? I think it's the Pulp. Pulp by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Yes. Yep. Did we say who wrote this? Like, I can't get my app to. Uh, tell we me. did not. Uh, looks like it is Durf Backdurf. That's right. Okay. Sorry uh, that my my app is screwed up. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so with that, let's go to the final segment of the week, which I did not warn Jared about, which is Hero of the Week. I thought oh, about it's, for it's a an second. easy one. Comic book Yay! or otherwise. So Jared, since you said it's easy, go ahead and kick it off. Who is your Hero of the Week? Comic book or otherwise? I'm gonna go with my parents. Uh, they put us on a very nice mm-hmm. Christmas this year. We had a great time over there, and. I'm going to go with that because that's an easy 
cop out one. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see that and raise you. I will say my parents and my brother, because uh, when we went to Hawaii, uh, my parents and my brother, they coordinated a lot of the stuff. Uh, Laura helped as well, of course, with some of the things, more so than I did. I just showed up and drove, uh, mostly because I was going to get car sick if I didn't drive. So, I appreciated you driving. Um, but especially, I was telling Jared before we started the podcast, our whole trip did, almost got canceled because of a flight cancellation. I'm not naming names of what airline service, but... Why eh, aren't we? Uh, because we're still going to use them again, because we got mm-hmm. our miles re- rede- or refunded, so we still have to use them, so... Uh, but yeah, either way, our flight got canceled short term before we left, but my brother came over to my parents' house. They coordinated together. They figured out a solution to get us to Ohio still. So I'm going to say they are my heroes of the week as well. And Laura. So I'm going to double up because you stole my idea. Well, sorry, I was, was going to specifically say mainly your mom because she, she's been planning this Hawaii trip for like a year, a year, and, year and, and some change. A year and a half, two years. That's now. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think your mom is my hero this week. And she, yeah, she took care of so many things. Like, she she makes me laugh so much, too. Like, she she overprotects all of us. Like She tried cooking for us for breakfast every day. Yeah, that, too. But even before we left, she had planned so many snacks. There were so many snacks. I felt kind of bad, though, because, like, it made sense the first flight we had booked. They specifically said, oh, we don't offer an in-flight meal service, so take your chances and so she was like packed for that and then we ended up on a different flight that did offer us a meal and offered us more snacks and so we we were in an abundance of food (laughs) but it did end up working out because a we ate all the snacks while we were or most of the snacks we did really good this time and the good thing with the packing for snacks means there was extra room for when we bought souvenirs then we just cycled out the snacks for souvenir space so we already had that factored in to a certain degree there you go i should honorable mention my sister-in-law too for Chris, or no, it was for my birthday. Stacy got me this really awesome crossbody Spider-Man bag, and it was perfect. It held when we were just walking around doing sightseeing when we climbed to the top of that mountain that I already forgot the name of. Um, it, it, if you search Lighthouse View Mountain on o- Oahu, you can find this place we went to. Um, but anyways, like it, it perfectly held both our water bottles and like all my random mom purse stuff, like band aids and, and random. My stuff. favorite part about that was yes, you carrying stuff with it, which helped. <laughs> but also the fact that the front part of the crossbar was big enough for your wallet, so you don't have to worry about going around to get your wallet. Oh, like it's cool. right there in the front, so yeah. there you go. And like that was that was nice too. Yeah, it was a great tourist bag. And yeah. then on the way home. We actually went to this awesome distillery. Oh my gosh, I should remember the name of it. Kualua. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm probably mispronouncing it. It's actually. Oh, it's K O apostrophe O L A H. I think there's glare. So hard to see. Kualua, close enough. Yeah. Um, but it's actually um. I want to say military owned, owned but that's and not operated quite right. by veterans. Yeah, veteran, veteran owned. That's what I should say. And they they put on this tour and all this stuff, and they let us bottle our own alcohol, like to to fill it and label it, and well, we didn't exactly seal it and cork it. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, they did the heat, yeah. the shrink wrap because it's a yeah. heat gun. They're like, oh, yeah. we don't want to burn yourself, so yeah. But they they provided that to us, and I was like, oh, this is a cool souvenir, which is how they get you. And it really and, is. Yeah. 
But we only bought but, one bottle instead too, because we each bottled one technically. Yeah. But we only bought the one bottle. Yeah, but it was. I really liked it, and I, I another reason why Stacy's my hero. That crossbody bag was perfect to hold that bottle on the way back. I put, I, I wrapped it in some of our laundry. I stuck it inside that bag. I zipped the bag up. I put it in our uh, luggage, and then I like belted the luggage together because it's got those little like safety clips, clips yeah. inside, and it wasn't going anywhere, and it made it all the way back. Yeah, and did not break. So yeah. Uh, so long story short, our Hawaii Family. trip was a success. Yay! So, uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, yeah, we're talking about <laughs> Us pulp. rant. We're, we're, yeah, I mean, that's part of the course. Yep. Uh, we're doing pulp for two weeks out, barring any complications, hopefully not. Uh, until then, we'll see you all next time. <laughs>